Welcome to the World of Literature Podcast. This podcast that discusses literature from all over the world. I'm your host for this episode, Carl Rashawn Haywood, Jr., C. Tens major from Long Beach, California. And today we'll be discussing A Thousand and One Nights, author anonymous. This podcast is directed by my college English professor, Dr. Natasha Walker. There currently is no author found for A Thousand One Nights, but A Thousand One Nights um, comes from the Arabic region of the Middle East. And I'll be reading the excerpt from The Merchant and the Demon. Now, a quick summary. The Merchant and Demon, it was about a merchant who, who lived with his wife and two kids. He, he, was, he was wealthy. He had slaves, clerks, and so what. He would travel long trips across the desert. One day, he, he made a long journey, and he had to bring his horse and a big wallet. He, so as he traveled across the desert, he, he grew weary, and as the sun beat down on his head. So he stopped by a fresh fountain of water, where he cleaned his feet, his hands, and face. It got later in the day, so he decided to pray. Why? Why he was after he finished praying, he was hungry, so he started eating dates. As he ate the dates, he threw the pills willy-nilly across the the desert floor, and then he looks into the distance and he sees a giant figure coming towards him. As it as it approached him, he realized that it was a demon, and the demon carrying a spear, a scepter. Sorry. As the demon approached, the demon claimed that you have killed my son, and for that you must die. The merchant didn't know what he was talking about, but the demon told him, he, because you were eating the dates you and throwing them willy-nilly, my son was killed by your dates. Now, I don't know how a demon could be killed by a date. That is That is kind of weird. I don't know how big this demon was because in the story they said the demon that uh, faced the merchant was huge, but his son obviously was really small if he got killed by a date. Or maybe it was a magical date, but who knows? So the demon, so the merchant begged for his life and the demon refused. But the merchant made a deal with the demon and on his honor, he said, let me have a year. And after a year where I settle all my affairs, I will come back and you can kill me. The demon said, bet. Okay. He said, you have one year. Set all your fares and come back. Now, for me, if it was me, I'm just saying, I wouldn't have came back. But, you know, he's a, he's a wise man and religious man because he let net down and prayed by the water. So, you know, he had, he had some credibility. But for me, I would have been gone. At the same time, where can you really run from a demon? If the demon wants you dead, you're dead. So he had to come back. But so he went to his he went to his wife and told his kids about what happened. They cried and wept. But they he got his stuff together. He he split all his lands up. He made sure no none of his he freed all his slaves and clerks and things like that. So after that, he returned back in a year and told the demon that he was ready. The demon as no, I'm sorry. He returned in a year. And sat waiting for the demon. As he sat there waiting for the demon, three wise men showed up, all from all from different place. One with a deer, 
one with two dogs and one with a mule. And they were, as they spoke to the merchant, they were charmed by him. So they decided to wait for the demon to get, to get there. As the demon approached the, and, and wanted to claim the merchant's head, the wise men stood up and told him, no, um, please, demon, um, let, let us take one third of his burden. And by telling you a story, and if the, if you like the story, you can t you can take one third of his life as ours. So the demon agreed. Now, let's go back to the frame story here. This is really smart on uh, Charizard's uh, part because she has charmed the king, and she's buying time by adding more stories inside of her own story. Because if you go back, Charizard um charmed the king into listening to the merchant and the demon which she added embedded three more stories into into her own story so that was really that was really smart of her to keep keep the keep the king at bay and also keep him interested so back to the story the old the old man um number one with the deer told his story and the deer and the the demon loved it and he took one third then the um old man number two told his story with the two dogs another great story he loved it. And then the third old man with his story, which was kind of kind of fast. Not going to lie. It was kind of fast. But the demon loved it all as well. So <laughs> he ended up giving his life, the life that he was owed to the old men. And which in turn saved the merchant's life. So the merchant traveled home, lived, lived old and died. Now, in this whole story, I was the whole time I was thinking was you know um, the merchant had a lot of honor i'll give him that the merchant had a whole lot of honor to come back but also at the same time it's sherazard's way of t talking to the king to kind of convincing the king about her honor and telling the old and the stories the embedded narratives that um she used from the three old men had um the one with the uh, deer had a woman as a hero. The the second one had a had, with the two dogs had another woman as a hero. The third one had another woman as a hero. So he she, uh, she was basically playing to the king's favor, teaching him that women are all bad. You know, even though he's been wronged by women, there's still good women out in the world. This the the whole one thousand one nights actually reminds me of an another book I used to read called um, The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. It's just that. I love a good epic story, and um, in in um, the Alchemist, uh, Santiago traveled across the desert on a on a massive journey, and in that journey, he ran into plenty of different characters that had different stories. Um, it reminds me kind of the whole in uh, framework to embedded an embedded narrative, and it puts it puts me into the mindset. I love a good journey, and this this whole piece was was actually a great was actually a great ride. Um, but yeah, I still I still think that their treatment of women in this whole thing, the whole Thousand One Nights uh, little franchise, whatever, is kind of bad. They treat um, women as kind of slaves. Just no slaves are property, and they can kill them whenever they want, just like just like they kill their men. But I think that's also the reason why the women cheat on them with the slaves is because you if you hold them both to the same base base level. You know, why would a woman want to be with a man who doesn't appreciate her and doesn't love her, who claims to love her, but was willing to kill her the minute something goes wrong? That plays that plays into the sense of I'm just I'm just your property. I'm not. How can you love me when I'm just your property? 
And I think none of the kings actually see that, that maybe they're in the wrong. Maybe the truth is, you know, the, the first king, the brother that was uh, um, cheated on, she was really in love with that guy. But he killed her. He killed her anyway because he was so blinded, blinded by his own thing, his own jealousy and his own like hubris that he couldn't see that. Oh, how could you cheat on me? Because I was king. But the truth is, you treat her like property. You treat the slaves like property. They were bound to. They're bound to uh, lock together, rather than be with you. And you killed them just just the same, just like the just like the other, just like um, the main king, the sultan. Um, they he she um, his wife had laid laid with laid with her um, her servants. Once again, you treated her like a slave. Therefore. She would, she she would base herself around slaves, and they will link up. He's he couldn't see past his own his own his own pity to see these see these women as people, and a lot of these stories in a Thousand One Nights, they they depict the women as cattle or just something to be used. In the mer in the merchant and the demon, um, his he he kept slaves, but. He kept slaves, but he had a wife and children. These stories are told by Shahrazad, which kind of depict women in a better light than anything, because she is because all the stories are come from one's perspective. Hmm. Okay. To conclude, the remaining <laughs> to conclude by uh sorry I apologize. This this is a. World Literature Podcast. The author is anonymous, and I just uh, I will conclude my story from A Thousand One Nights: The Merchant Demon by saying thank you for listening, and have a good day.